Welcome to today's edition of the Career 100 Podcast. Your host, Felicia Gopal, founder of collegefundingresource.com, will be interviewing professionals each week that are currently working in one of the top 100 careers for 2011. This series is designed to introduce students to different career options that are in demand and share the path each practitioner has taken to arrive in their current position. We want to expose you to the varied and distinguished careers of our guests and to perhaps inspire you to consider following in their footsteps or better yet, blaze your own trail. So sit back and relax as Felicia interviews professionals about how they came to be in the top 100 careers. Hello, it's Felicia Gopal here from College Funding Resource. I'd like to thank everyone for joining us and welcome you to today's call. Today we're going to be continuing to explore one of the careers that's listed in the Jobs Operated Almanac as one of the top 100 careers. I often talk about the importance of students having some idea of their proposed career choice prior to applying to colleges. Doing so can save families thousands of dollars a year as students take only classes that will move them toward graduation. If you ever wanted to be a published author, you'll receive some valuable insight today into the profession. My special guest is John Hines. John Hines is the author of the book, What's in Your Water? The book is the culmination of the work he did to build his health awareness website, thefreewaterreport.org. Health has always been a passion of John since his days playing football and running track. He's passionate about giving back to society and does so by serving on several boards and donating a portion of his book sales to wateraid.org. If you're like me and ever had aspirations to become a published author, please listen as John shares how he completed his first book in 90 days and how he uses being a published author in his business. As a business owner, I was particularly interested in learning how writing a book about water helped John establish himself as a health authority and some of the unexpected opportunities that came out of writing the book for John. John, today what I want to start with is what made you write your book, and what's the name of your book? Well, the name of my book is called What's in Your Water, and it's on sale on Amazon. And the reason I wrote the book, I'm in the water filtration industry, and I wanted to come up with a way to, one, establish my expertise in the industry, and to spread the message of how important it is to purify your water to a broader audience. So those are the motivating reasons of why I wrote the book. So what will I learn about water in your book? you learn a couple things. You'll learn that, one, not all bottled water is safe. As a matter of fact, most bottled water is really just tap water in a bottle. So I tell people, if that's the case, why not purify your water at home? Because the technology exists to do that, and it's more cost-effective. And you'll also learn about some of the dangers of using unfiltered or unpurified tap water as well. Well, could you give us a little preview of some of the dangers of unpurified water? Because I'm one of those people who always walk around with a bottled water in my hand, and Mm -hmm. I never really thought about it. I'm just thinking if the bottle is sealed, then the water is pretty pure. Right. Well, let's start with bottled water. Some bottled water, depending on the plastic container it's housed in, may have what's called phthalates, which is basically the plastic that's in the bottled water. What happens with some bottled water is that chemical seeps into the water you're drinking. And phthalates have been known to be carcinogenic, which means that they are cancer-causing. So that's some of the hazards with using bottled water, water that comes in a plastic bottle. As far as tap water is concerned, all municipal water departments use chlorine to disinfect the water of bacteria. And it's a double-edged sword. Chlorine does 
kill most bacteria, but it's a harsh chemical, and it was used as a compound to create a choking agent back in World War One. So it's a strong substance. So first and foremost, you want to remove that from your tap water because it's such a harsh substance. And since most of the water that a lot of people drink is from basically tap water, what you're saying is they're drinking chlorine, which is a key component to this choking element that they used in World War Two. World War One, and that's World correct, War- yes. So would I get a bottle of water and then filter it, or is there another alternative? Well, there are a couple things. I talk about three of the most common home water purification methods, that being reverse osmosis, distillation, and filtration. And there are systems out in the market that you can use to purify your water at home, so you don't even have to buy bottled water anymore. You could just purify it at home. And then if you want to take it on the go, you could get two things. You could use glass containers to store water. Or you could use a stainless steel canteen, similar to what they use in the military, to store your water. So there's lots of other alternatives to doing this. So I'm going to kind of backtrack from some of the things that people will learn by purchasing your book to just the whole concept of being an author. So one of the things that you talked about is it's about establishing authority. Certainly one of the reasons why I'm interviewing you is because they said being an author is one of the top 100 careers for the next decade. And so about being an author, is that one of the ways that you're establishing your preeminence, if you will, in the field of water? It certainly is. And since I published this book, my life has changed dramatically. Being a published author has opened up so many doors and opportunities that were previously closed to me. I've gotten numerous paid speaking engagements, and I've been able to do a more effective job in actually spreading consumer awareness about the importance of water health. It's definitely an opportunity for somebody who's looking to pursue a career in being an author. There are lots of other opportunities that you could leverage that could allow you to earn a good living. Absolutely. Have you been writing since you were a small child, or is this something that kind of developed out of an opportunity? It developed more out of an opportunity. I've always been able to express myself and articulate myself. In fact, when I was younger, people thought I was going to be an attorney. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't work out, but uh, becoming an author did. And I've always excelled in school. I was a strong English student. And again, I've always been able to express myself written and verbally. So being an author was just an extension of those skills that I already had. I know a little bit about your background, and one of the things I know about you is, didn't your book develop out of a speech that you had the opportunity to create, or do I have that backwards? Well, there's a couple of things. I mean, along with establishing my expertise in the water filtration industry, I actually had some health challenges of my own. I was living in Newark a couple of years ago, and I have allergies, and I was living in a moldy apartment, and I had an asthma attack. Mm. So I had to go to the emergency room. Actually, my roommate at the time had to drive me to the emergency room. And the emergency doctor, they gave me steroids to open up my air passageways. And one of the things he said, he said, listen, John, one of the things you want to do is to really start drinking a lot more water because it's going to help clear the air passageways and allow you to breathe properly. And that piqued my interest in water. So I went to the library, went online, and did more research to find out some of the health benefits of consuming lots of clean water. And obviously one of them was to be able to manage asthmatic symptoms and to help regulate blood pressure because I have a history of blood pressure in my family as well. So I had some health challenges that motivated me to write the book. So your experience with writing the book grew out of some health challenges that you had and some research that you did, and it was also a part of 
your water filtration businesses that helped establish you as an authority. Are there any other opportunities that came out of that? You certainly spoke about some paid speaking engagement. Is there anything else that kind of developed out of that for you? Yes. Actually, last year I was on a cruise, a social media cruise, and I spoke about my experience of publishing my book in four months. And when I was done... I'm sorry, did you say four months? Yes, I did my book in four months. You know, a lot of people, when writing a book, they think about it in terms of something that they slave over for years and years. Could you tell me a little bit more about your experience of writing a book in four months? Well, here's what I did. I was actually working a full-time job when I wrote the book. And what I did is I blocked off time each day after work to complete my book. And it takes some discipline. But what I would recommend to aspiring authors is that even if you write a couple pages a day, as long as you're doing something every day, to get the book done, you're making progress, and then you just take a task that seems monumental and break it up into small pieces, and it becomes much more manageable that way. I can see that. So that was one of the keys for me being able to get the book done so quickly. I Also, I set a deadline for myself. I said I wanted my book to be on sale on Amazon by August of 2008, and that's another recommendation I would make to aspiring authors is to set a deadline, of not when you want to have the book done, but when you want to have it on sale. I think that's a better way to set a goal to get a book done. And why is that a better way to get a book done in your mind? In my mind, because that's the end. Once it's on sale, you're done. Because you could finish writing the book, but there's some other steps involved. Like you got to get the book formatted. You got to come up with a cover design. So I think instead you need to set it a little long term and say, hey, I want the book on sale at a such and such date because that means that everything will be done prior to that to make it ready for sale. All right. So to take you a little further afield from that is you've now got it published. You now have it on Amazon. But it really doesn't end at that point, does it? No. And actually, I want to go back to a question you brought up about what other opportunities were opened as a result of the book. I actually recently launched a home study course for aspiring authors who want to get their book published in four months or less if they're really motivated. And it's called How to Become a Published Author in Four Months or Less on a Shoestring Budget. And that was a result of a cruise that I attended last summer. And this keynote speaker at the time, Willie Crawford, after my presentation, he said, listen, there's going to be people who would want to know how to do what you just did. And they would want to have it in a form of a home study course so that they could follow what you did step by step and do it for themselves. And he said that, you know, a lot of people would be interested in a course like this, including myself. So from that, we established a joint venture partnership to bring this course to the market. So basically what you're saying is people who are interested in being published authors who have an interest in not taking their entire lifetime to write a book could purchase your course and be able to write a book if they follow your steps in four months or less. Is that write a book or write a book and publish the book and then start to market the book? So in the course, it's not only becoming a published author, but it's also laying the foundation to get momentum so that you're selling books right from when the book goes on sale. Good. And people can get a copy of the book at Amazon.com. Is there other places that they can get it? They can actually go to my website, which is www.thefreewaterreport.org. Perfect. One of the things is I'm a person who watches a lot of television dealing with ministries and stuff like that, and I know that there has been a big push in a lot of the ministries about getting clean water to developing countries. And I believe that you've hooked up with uh, WaterAid, the nonprofit organization, where you're donating a portion of your book royalties to WaterAid in order to provide 
clean water to developing nations. Could you tell me a little bit more about that? Yes, I'm donating 10% of the royalties from my book to WaterAid. They are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. They were founded 28 years ago, and their mission is to end water poverty throughout the world, particularly in Africa and Asia. I met with them in New York. They have a New York office, and I got their blessing. I wanted to help them with their mission because I believe in it so much, and they really have a long track record of making a difference in those African and Asian countries because in Ghana, for instance, women walk four miles just to get water, and it's dirty. So they're coming up with solutions that allow women to be able to supply their families with water without taking a four- and five-mile trek to get the water, and it'll allow children to be able to go to school instead of helping families to get water for something that basic. So I'm really excited about helping them, and my goal is to help them raise $2 million. Goal is to help them raise $2 million. Well, that's an outstanding goal, and I believe you've already made your first donation to them. Is that correct? Yeah, I've donated over $1,000 so far, and I believe utilizing social media and promotion, we're going to be able to really raise a lot of money for them. All right, great. So I'm going to change gears for a minute, and I know that the government is addressing or maybe perhaps looking at addressing the issue of clean water here in the United States. What sorts of things could you share with us about what the government is doing to address the issue of clean water in the United States? One thing that they're already doing is, in partnership with the EPA, you can access what's called a consumer confidence report, which will basically tell you what substances are in your water. And you can call your local water department, and they'll provide you with a free copy of the latest consumer confidence report. So you'll know for sure what's in your water. What the government also does is, from time to time, they'll put out advisories warning residents in certain areas to make sure that they, for example, get carbon filtration systems. Just as an example, a couple of years back in the Washington, D.C. area, residents rely on the Potomac River as a source of water. And the government sent out an advisory warning residents to get carbon filtration systems because the Potomac River was contaminated with substances that are harmful. So from time to time, they will put out advisories such as that to warn consumers or make recommendations for them to purify their water because of some of the contaminants in it. And if they go to your site, they can learn a little bit more about some of the water filtration systems that are out there that could help them filter the water that they're drinking so that they're drinking safer water even here in the United States. Because I think the misconception that a lot of people would have prior to reading your book is that all water in the United States is safe and that a safer choice is bottled water. And you've basically started the interview with debunking that myth. Are there other misconceptions that we might have about the water that we drink? Yes, there are. And I talk about some of this in the book. Most people assume that we can't drink it, it's okay to take a shower in it. And that's another myth. The bottom line is this, Felicia, if the water is unsafe for you to drink, it's also unsafe for you to shower in. So that's a big myth. People say, oh, I know, yeah, I need to drink clean water. But they see nothing wrong with taking a shower in contaminated water. In many cases, that's worse. I share that misconception because I'm just thinking that, you know, I'm not putting it in my mouth. Most of it is going down the shower drain, so I'm only in it for 10 minutes or so. How could that harm me in the long run? Excellent question. Two ways. One, if you're taking a hot shower, because you put chlorine in the tap water, 
you're in a shower with chlorine gas, and chlorine gas is a poisonous substance. So from that standpoint, when you're taking a hot shower, that's a risk. And then, of course, the chlorine that's in the water that's going through your skin. Chlorine is harsh on your skin. It dries your skin, and it's harsh on your cells and your arteries. So if for nothing else, you definitely want to remove chlorine from your shower water because of some of the harmful effects of it. Okay. Well, you've certainly given us a whole lot to think about in this time that we've been together. I did want to ask you one of the key questions is, why do you think that being a author is on the top list of 100 careers for the next decades? I believe it's one of the top 100 careers because people respect authors. And most people have this view that, you know, I'm not sure I could do that. So, Anytime you could take the effort and put forth a good quality book, you're held in high esteem. And because of that, people are willing to pay you to listen to what you have to say regarding your book and your message. And it opens up other opportunities, as you've seen from myself, with the home study course, with being able to receive paid speaking engagements. So for all of those reasons, becoming an author is a viable career. Absolutely. So let me finish off and ask you if you've got any final thoughts that you'd like to share with us today. I do. If you're someone who has been seriously thinking about becoming an author and you want some takeaways, some best practices, a couple things. One, definitely block off time to write each day. Even if it's a page or two a day, that's an important habit to develop because it'll take what seems like a monumental task and break it into something that's much more manageable. Two, Make sure you start building relationships with key people using social media so you're promoting your book before it comes out for sale. And that's really important because you want to have as much momentum as possible when you make your book for sale. And lastly, make sure you have a comprehensive book marketing plan where you have a target audience in mind for your book because I think one of the biggest mistakes authors make is that they think they're just going to market it to everybody. And you want to target a niche group of people who want what you have in your book, and they'll do the marketing to the masses for you, assuming you write up a good book. Wow. You've told us about the way that you became an author, how you wrote a book in four months or less. You've talked about how important it is prior to releasing your book to start marketing and start targeting who you're going to release the book to. And I think that those are all very important things and will help those people who are interested in becoming a published author in the future move forward. So, John, I'm going to just stop and ask you, could you please share with us your contact information if people are looking for more information information about clean water resources, as well as they're looking for information about your product on how to publish a book. You could visit my site, www.thefreewaterreport.org, and you could just submit an email, and I will respond to your questions or inquiries. And as far as the home study course, if you're more interested in that, the URL is publishyourbookonabudget.com, www.publishyourbookonabudget.com. So again, if you're looking for some additional information, you can contact John directly at his site, which is freewaterreport.org, or you could reach him and get some information on publishing a book. And John, give me that URL again, please. It's www.publishyourbookonabudget.com. All right, John, I thank you very much for your time. 
today. And for those people who are interested in additional information, please reach out to John, and we will continue our series on the best 100 careers for the next decade. So be on the lookout for the next in the series. And John, I thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to today's edition of the Career 100 podcast. We hope you'll join us again for our next podcast, where we'll continue to interview experts in the top 100 careers for 2011, giving you the insider's view of their chosen profession. If you'd like more information about planning and saving for college and to instantly download your free copy of College Funding Resources Report, five strategies that parents need to start using today to cut their college costs tomorrow, visit www.collegefundingresource.com. That's www.collegefundingresource.com. This is Kathy Davis for the Career 100 Podcast.